I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're gonna to be talking about a breakup recovery story. So today, Margaret has got a really good article from a brilliant therapist who we think very highly yes, of. Yes, and we mention her often. Um, and so we're gonna share an article that she's got, or is this from her book? This is from her book. Okay, and so this is gonna be helpful because uh, Susan Johnson, who wrote the book, is just a really, really good therapist who Margaret and I both respect highly. Right. And she knows attachment better than most people on earth. Yes. Anyway, she practices in the U.S. and in Canada. I think she's actually based in Canada. And I'm going to guess this guy is Canadian. Has Just, she had the pleasure of meeting you? No, she hasn't, but I'm sure she'd love to. I know. And I'd certainly love to meet her. Um, they say that just to be in her presence makes you like yourself better. I can believe that mm -hmm. somehow. And if somebody makes you feel like that, then they're very healthy and very integrated. Um, all right. Uh, she is talking about the sixth session she is having with this gentleman. Now, so in six sessions, he's done an enormous amount of work, but he's probably had the best therapist on the continent. We can't all do this quite as well as she has. So here it is. He says his name is Gary. She calls him Gary. And Gary says on his sixth session, I feel calmer somehow. Not so freaked out all the time. It feels good coming in here now. Not like I'm taking some sort of test or something. Mm -hmm. And I think he means, so you figure out if I'm really crazy or not. I yeah. think that's what he really means. Um, my friend told me last night that I was less touchy. So that's good. I am for sure less depressed realizing that lots of people would have gotten down and edgy in my situation, losing my job and girlfriend in one go. Ouch. Ouch, right, the poor guy. Maybe I'm not so strange. In the last session, when I found myself really picturing her, telling me she was leaving me, and hearing that, well, kind of disgust in her voice, I could feel how that pulled me into some kind of panic. It was good to tell her, you don't really know me. That stayed with me all week. Hmm. I think this is all about always taking other people's word about who I am. Wow, good for him. I'll repeat it. I think this is all about always taking other people's word about who I am. I get the pattern here. Maybe I don't have to do that so much, but I sure get stuck there. How insightful of him, right? What do you think was going on with him, Margaret? I think that as soon as she broke up with him, he lost his sense of being a, a solid and good self. 
I think he was measuring his worth by her response to him. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy to do that with a partner. Um, if you don't have an, an already well-established sense of self, a breakup can really make you feel like you weren't quite the person you thought you were, mm -hmm. or they wouldn't have been breaking up with you. Yeah. So he's saying two things yeah. here. And, and the other thing is that a lot of times your ex has to give you reasons why they're breaking up with you, and right. sometimes they're just picking you apart. Right. And, oh, yes. Sometimes and, you just heard about everything you ever did. And so you're questioning who you are. You're right. like... Who am I? This person is saying all these horrible things about I thought me. I was a good guy. I was just called controlling and insensitive and, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and all of these things. So you may have already just heard a litany of everything you ever did wrong. Um, so he is saying um, that he has realized that he did not derive his self-worth from her, mm -hmm. um, but that he got stuck there, as do most people, mm -hmm. at least in the beginning of a breakup. Yeah. But I thought it was remarkable progress. And so he had, he had really kind of realized what a solid sense of self is and how easy it was for him to get stuck there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So I wanted to share that. I thought it was kind of hopeful. So what do you think the people listening should take from this and what he went through? I think that if you find yourself in the midst of a breakup, that does not mean you are not the person you thought you were. Yes, feedback from others is always useful. Mm -hmm. And it's worth thinking about whatever your ex said to you or whatever feedback you got. But they do not have the last word about who you are. And as he pointed out to his girlfriend, you don't really know me. Yep. Um, so I think what it says is you don't immediately say I'm a terrible person. You spend some time thinking about the sense of self you had before and how you can look at whatever has happened now, not as devastating your whole self-concept, right? That, you know, your partner does not decide whether or not you're a good person. And there's more that I'd like to add to that. Go for it. Um, you also have to consider, I think, two other main things. Mm -hmm. One, did other people give you the same feedback? Right. Oh, yes, absolutely. It, have you heard this from five of your girlfriends or is this the only person that's ever said it to you because if it's the only person maybe their feedback is inaccurate yeah and the other thing that i want to say is you have to consider who they are and how emotionally stable or healthy they absolutely. are absolutely because some who are they to assess yes yeah. because you might have somebody that's emotionally unhealthy or unstable uh, very depressed or anxious or had a lot of attachment trauma trying to say that you did these things when it could be a projection because they're overly sensitive about things. Right. But think about losing your job at the same time. Then you would say to yourself, I never do anything right in the whole world. Yeah. My relationship just fell apart. I just lost my job. I mean, we have no idea why he lost his job, if he was fired or laid off or whatever. Yeah. But if he got negative feedback from that too, I, I see why he was a bit upset sure. and, and would be looking at himself, right. But you know, one of the things that you got to think about is if you're dating somebody who has a lot of anxiety and they've been hurt a lot by their parents, they didn't feel loved, they didn't right. feel cared about, they're probably going to be a lot more likely to blame you for not taking care of them. Absolutely right. Right? Yeah. And the avoidance, you know, they have been hurt in other ways and so 
what I have found that they do a lot of times is they will blame you for things that they have done wrong. Right. Which I find very interesting. Well, yes, right? Um, and it's all about Shakespeare and, you know, however he said it. Um, we can always see our own faults in others much more quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think that is that that is different that the avoidant people are so kind of, I don't know, removed from themselves that they blame you for what they're doing. It's like on some level they know what's going on, but they think that it's you, which is very odd to me. I don't know how much of the time they think it's you, uh, but they don't think much of anyone you have to remember. The avoidant has concluded probably by the time they were two that people don't help you that people aren't good to you and you're really foolish to expect them to be. Yeah. Okay? So it reinforces for them. I think the anxious people are much more likely to do that than the avoidant, although certainly all of us can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, um, if I talk too much and I make people crazy, I could say to somebody, you just talk all the time. I don't even get a word in edgewise, when in fact I do it just as badly as they do. Yeah, if you not know? worse. If not worse, right. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Like so I've it's had, very easy for us to do that. I had an avoidant say that I was lazy, and I'm like, I'm lazy, but I'm not lazy at all. You're the one that's lazy. Yeah. And it's so, and it's so confusing. But it, it also keeps you from solving the problem and getting close to them. Absolutely. And the avoidant, unfortunately, continues to push you away. We're going to talk about that um, in the near future. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully this video has been helpful. And I wish more? six sessions like that on everyone if yeah. you've had a breakup. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Look in your area for a local therapist. Yes. Um, I had great news this past week on people having found therapists, and it took them a while in each case. They didn't like the first couple of people they saw, but they kept looking until they found somebody they felt really comfortable, and I gave them all kinds of accolades for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing I would have to say about that is that therapists simply aren't trained with breakups. No. And they're, you know, they are with grief and loss and anxiety and depression. But most of them are going to try and tell you to write a handwritten letter and declare your love for them. Yeah. Which we do not recommend. Or, you know, get over that person. They didn't treat you well. Yeah. yeah. I think I hear the handwritten letter a lot. You know, do get the, the person back. Tell them, declare how important you are to them. It doesn't work no, in a breakup. It doesn't. It does not work in a breakup. Right. Believe me, if it worked, we'd tell you to do it. Right? Uh, well, yeah. I often have people say, that's why we're calling you. <laughs> exactly. Because you know, therapists out there don't know that. But, you know, it's very helpful to be specific with a therapist about what you want to talk about. This particular gentleman I'm thinking of that I talked with this week had been told by three or four therapists, he said he wanted to talk about attachment, told him it wasn't relevant if you're an adult. Now, I would respectfully disagree with my would, colleagues on that one. I don't know if I'd be so respectful in my disagreement. <laughs> really, I said, what? <laughs> what were they thinking? But he also had a trauma history. So if you want to talk with someone about trauma and attachment, and as you can see from much of what we say, they are connected. Yeah. Be clear with your therapist about that. Everybody 
can have a breakup recovery. Absolutely. It takes time. Yep. It takes work. The more effort you put in, the more you're going to get results and right. the faster you're going to get results. Right. right. Right? Everybody's coming from a different place in life. All of you are in different situations, grew up in different homes, had different types of parents, have a different attachment styles. You know, but if you work on yourself and you prioritize that, right. you're going to have a recovery and you're going Absolutely. to heal from yes, it. Yes, you are. Yeah. Work on yourself. That's our message. Absolutely. And remember that you're not instantly a bad person because you've had a breakup. No. So, if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is available for Skype coaching. Yes, feel free to sign up with me as well. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. Remember to subscribe to the channel and we are podcasting. So if you like podcasts on the go, go on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms. That's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.